As I begin to teach God's word, I first want to just say thank you to Pastor Kevin Gerald, a great pastor in Washington. I, I know Pastor Kevin, his wonderful wife, and I want to thank him for his book. I drew a lot of uh, just inspiration. I drew some insight and wisdom from his book called The Proving Ground. And so I just wanted to give a shout out and thank you for your incredible book that has been a blessing to me for this series. I, I want to begin today by asking you a question. How many of you know somebody that got some problems? Come on, anybody, you know somebody, you know, I mean, you know, a handful of folk, come on. I mean, yeah, we, we all know some people that have some problems. How many would lift your hand and say, I got some problems? Yeah, I would lift my, come on. I mean, I, I would lift my hands to be, I have problems. Matter of fact, I got problems today. I had problems in 2020. I had the same problems you did with the pandemic, and we had to take all of our services online, but I had personal problems in 2020. In 2020, our refrigerator broke. I thought we could get one for about $2.99, but you can't get a refrigerator. For, I was trying to find one, but the Lord was not supplying. My, my wife had a fibroid tumor growing on the inside of her. Non-cancerous, but the doctor said we think surgery is needed. And so last fall, this past fall, my wife had to get uh, under uh, anesthesia and, and, and get knocked out and get her stomach cut, op cut op open to get a fibroid tumor out of her body. Problems. And then an ice storm hit in Oklahoma City. And the ice storm, we've got trees in our yard. And I don't know how much damage, probably thousands of dollars worth of damage to our trees in our yard. And one of the big limbs on our tree fell and hit our fence and it damaged our fence and that fence is still damaged. Y'all pray for y'all's pastor. I still got problems. I, I took some 2020 problems and brought them into 2021. That fence is still struggling today. Problems. I got problems. You've got problems. Everybody has problems. And the question is this, what are you doing with your problems. And the Bible addresses this. And I want us to look at this as we look at the right perspective or the right view on problems in James chapter number one and verse number two. This is really the, the theme verses for, for our theme verses for our entire series right here, right here. You got to just commit this to your memory. James one and verse two says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or, or perseverance, some translations say. And steadfastness or perseverance, uh, let, let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect or some translation would be mature, that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, the Bible says when it comes to our problems, to count them all joy. Think about those four words. Count it all joy. Come on, everybody, shout all. Come on, online right now, just write the word all. I need about 10 of you quickly, right? All, all, all. Count it all joy. The Bible doesn't say just count it joy when things are going good. The Bible doesn't say just count it joy when things are going your way. But it says, count it all joy when you face trials of various kinds. What in the world is the Bible talking about? 
in our natural minds, this doesn't make any sense at all. Why would I count all of my pain and all of my frustrations and all of my trials and all of my challenges and all of my difficulties and all of my headaches in life as joy? What are you talking about, God? And here's what God is trying to do. God is trying to teach us how to have the right perspective on our problems. What I'm going to teach you today, because most people have the wrong view on their problems. And what I'm going to teach you today, this is going to set up the entire rest of the series, is you've got to begin by having the right view on problems. And I guarantee you this, if you will let this message sink into your heart and sink into your mind, it will change your life. It will change your 2021. That understand this, the scripture says that The testing of your faith produces steadfastness or perseverance. And if you let perseverance, if you let steadfastness finish its work, you will become mature and complete, not lacking anything. But you have to let. You you play a role. You have to let the testing of your faith finish its work in your life. Here's what I'm trying to get you to understand at the onset of this series. There's purpose in your pain. No problem is just a problem. Problems are the vehicle to get you from here to there. Your problem is not just a problem. If you begin to understand this, you begin to understand and realize that every problem, every pain, every difficulty, every challenge has a purpose. And you begin to look at your problems differently. No problem. It's just a problem. It's an opportunity for something better. And church, your response to your problems, my response to my problems will determine if I see my dreams come to pass. My response to my problems are the key for me to close the gap, to get from here to there. I've got to have the right response to problems. You see, church, your problems are a proving ground. A proving ground is where a product is being tested to see if it's ready for use. You see, before a product goes to the market, it's first tested. Come on, is there anybody besides Herbert Cooper that you're glad that they test the products out before they go to market? I mean, can you imagine walking in the airport, getting ready to get on the airplane? They say, wow, all those people out there with that plane. That's like that. I've never seen that before. We hadn't tested this one, but we didn't have time. No, thank you. No, no, no. Let that go through the proving ground first. I'm glad they test aircrafts before we get on them. Aren't you glad that they test cars before you buy a car that you know by the time it gets to market, it's went through several tests that it had to pass to be able to be sold to you. Aren't you glad you know that when you get in a car and start driving, they've got brakes already been tested. I mean, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I, I, I'm grateful that, that, that they test hair dryers. Come on, you see all this hair I got, you know. I'm grateful they test clippers. 
Ever since COVID, I've been doing my own haircut. Come on, check this out. This is called the low haircut that your pastor gives himself. Tiffany gives me a little edge up. And I'm glad they tested those clippers out because I don't want to turn those clippers on and they burn my head. Come on, I'm glad. Come on, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that they test out the chairs before you sit on them? Aren't you glad that they test out the microwave before you put your stuff in the microwave? Aren't you glad that it went through a proving ground before it was ever brought to market? It had to be tested to make sure that it was ready for the public to be able to buy the product. If the product is not ready, if the product does not pass the proving ground, it has to stay in test mode. It never gets released to the public. It just stays in in test mode. And some of you find yourself living in test mode. Some of you've got dreams that you've been having dreams for your career and dreams for your family, dreams for your future, dreams for your money, dreams for your kids, dreams for your kids. You've got dreams. And you find yourself stuck in the proving ground, stuck in that season. And what I want to teach you today, because your pastor's here to help you see your dreams, your God-given dreams come to pass. And you have to have the right view on your problems. Here's the first thing. And here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set you up today. And then what we're going to do throughout the series is we're going to look at the six, six of the biggest tests that you have to pass to see your dreams come to pass. Six different tests that you have to have the right perspective on. Don't miss one of these weeks. I want your dreams to come to pass. Six tests you've got to view in the right way to be able to see your dreams come to pass, the proving ground. The first proper response to your test, the right view, excuse me, on your problems is problems are a place of opportunity. They're a place of opportunity. The right view on problems is to count them all joy. That's not easy to do, but you and I can do that if we realize our problems are not an obstacle, they're an opportunity. I want you to get that problem in your mind right now. That problem that you're facing right now is not an obstacle to your destiny. It's actually an opportunity. But most people have the wrong view on their problem. They view their problem as an obstacle. You know what most people want to do with problems? Get rid of them. Just get that problem away from me. How can I eliminate it? How can I run away from it? I don't want that problem in my life. And if they can only see the, view, the, the problem from God's perspective, God says, no, 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 no. That problem is not an obstacle. That problem is an opportunity. It's actually the vehicle to get you from here to there. And when you start to see that, you stop just complaining so much about your problems and you're able to count them all joy. Church problems are not just problems. They are opportunities. And all throughout the Bible, as you study God's word, I want to give you just a fresh lens to look at God's word. Just just look at God's word through this lens. When you look at biblical characters, Old and New Testament, character after character after character after character in the Bible, they, they had dreams from God, but there was a gap in between their dream 
and it coming to fruition. And, and when you look at that, you can see that they had a proving ground. That there was this, this gap that they went through. And, and what filled that gap was problems. I mean, we can look at the life of Joseph. Joseph had a dream at 17 years old that he was going to one day be a powerful leader. His dream was from God. And then there was the proving ground. He had problems, the problem of being betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery. He, he had a problem of, of the temptation test with Potiphar's wife. He had the problem of the, the proving of, of, of the prison test there. He had the proving ground of the prison. He faced problem after problem problem Joseph had the right perspective on your problems Abraham had a dream of being the father of many nations had a dream of having this child this promised child from his wife Sarah and then he encountered problems there was a gap there was a proving ground but it wasn't an obstacle listen Abraham it's an opportunity I know that you're getting old I know that your wife's womb is barren I know that it seems like an obstacle that you're not able to get pregnant right now, but this is not an obstacle. Listen, it's a proving ground. It's an opportunity. I think about Moses. He had a dream of being a deliverer and delivering the nation of Israel from slavery, from the Egyptians. And then he had problems that filled in the gap. He murdered. He murdered a person. He, he, he made mistakes. He had a stuttering problem. He was exiled and for 40 years from, his, from, from the home land of Egypt away from his people he was 40 years waiting on God it seemed like an obstacle but it was really an opportunity it was a proving ground I think about David he had a dream of becoming a king the king of Israel he was anointed by God and then he faced obstacles he faced problems that looked like obstacles but they were really opportunities one of his one of his problems was, was King Saul wanted to kill him some of you know the Bible and his oldest brother Eliab made fun of him and belittled him problems then he faced this giant called Goliath but David have the right view on your problems understand this is a proving ground. I could take you to Nehemiah who had a dream to rebuild the wall and rebuild the city. He faced opposition and haters and threats. I could take you to the apostle Paul in the New Testament. He had a dream of spreading the gospel to the Gentiles and he had the problems of being judged by Christmas Christians. Wondering if he was really saved. He was shipwrecked. He was in fights and imprisonment. He was beaten just for, for his dream of trying to spread the gospel. I think about Jesus who had a dream of saving humanity for their, from their sins. And he had a proving ground called Judas, who betrayed him. He was spit upon, he was beaten, a spear in his side, a crown of thorns on his head. He was, he was, he was arrested for a crime that he never committed. He was lied on. It was a proving ground. Church, what I want you to understand, it's the same for all of us. It's the same for all of us. We all face problems. We, we have these dreams from God and then we encounter problems, but your problem is a proving ground. And God is simply looking at you in the proving ground phase saying, how are you going to respond to the problems that are in your life? Because these problems are not just problems. They're the vehicle to get you from here to there. 
Some of you are saying right now, oh, my goodness, I am sick of them people at work. There's two of them. I just, I, I just don't want nothing to do with them. Lord, you got to get rid of them. I just can't work with them. I, don't, I can't stand them. Lord, please, you've been, you've been praying. Matter of fact, you, some of y'all fasting just for that. Oh, Jesus, get rid of them. Move them, Lord. Do, Jesus, do something. Oh, God, move them. They're a thorn in my flesh. Oh, God, my 2021 will be incredible if you just get rid of them. And the Lord said, nope. No, they're going to stay because this is an opportunity to see how you're going to respond under pressure. A family member hurt you. And you just, you, you just, you can't believe what they did. Matter of fact, some of them did it over the Christmas holiday season. And it's fresh what they did. And it's a proving ground. It's how will you respond to the hurt from that family member or that, that friend? It's a proving ground. Some of you are having marital problems right now and you're seeing it as an obstacle, but really it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to see will you communicate in love? Will you get help? Will you get counseling? Will you pray for your spouse? Will you work through the problems? It's a proving ground. Oh, it's quiet in this church today. Your problem is people are talking about you, saying things that are untrue. Pastor, I can't believe they went on social media talking about me. It's a proving ground. How will you respond to the attack? It's an opportunity to see will you still pray for them? Will you still live by the word of God? This pandemic is a problem. How are you responding to the pandemic? Is it bringing out the ugly in you? Is it bringing out the worst in you? Or are you finding yourself in this proving ground with this opportunity that you find yourself, the Bible says, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Are you growing in perseverance? Are, are you growing in patience? Are you growing in peace? Are you growing in love? Maybe you just lost your job. Are you just moping around and complaining at all? Look at me, woe is me, look at all my problems. Or do you see it as an opportunity to trust God and he's your provider? I'm going to get my resume together and God will. It's an opportunity. Maybe your child is away from God and you just want to wring their neck. You can't eat nothing at my house until you serve the Lord. No, 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 no. It's a proving ground to see if you'll have unconditional love. It's a proving ground to see how you're going to respond. What I want to teach you today is that your problem, they're not just a, there's not, it's not just a problem. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. There's purpose in the pain. There's a second thing that you have to understand. We've got, we've got, we've got to shift our perspective. We got to get a right view if we're going to see, if we're going to close the gap and see our dreams become reality. We've got to have the right view on problems. Number two is this problems are a place of testing. A place of testing. Let me teach you this here. James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing, everybody shout testing. Come on, online, would you just write it right? Come on, just write testing, testing. I need 10 of you really quickly. Just write testing, 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 testing. That's a key word, testing. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. You see, your problem is not just an opportunity. Your problem 
is a test. You see, the proving ground is a place of testing. And every test has a question waiting to be answered. You remember in school, some of you are in school right now, and you have a fresh mind on, on tests. And some of us have to remember that when we took those tests, they came in the form of questions. And, and you have to answer the question correctly. And, and if you don't answer the question correctly, you know what happens? You don't get to go from second grade to third grade. You don't answer the question correctly and you've got several classes that you need to get a certain grade and answer enough questions correctly. And if you don't, you don't get to go from sixth grade to seventh grade. It's a test, and, 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 and when we think about our life and we think about school, it's a test to determine, are we ready for the next level? Are we ready to graduate? Are we ready for the next season? Every test has a question. You see, when, when you and I were born, we were born into tests. You see, the moment you and I were born, the doctor took us. And begin to test us, begin to evaluate us. And as the doctor took us from our mama and began to test us, the doctor was wanting to be able to answer a question about us. And the question is this, are you ready for life? Are, are you ready? And if you're not ready for life yet, I, I, don't, I don't deem you healthy enough for life. You got to stay at the hospital a little longer. But, but if you pass the, the test and the doctor sees you as healthy for life, you, a day or two later, you get to go home with mama, with daddy, with parents. You get to go home, but you had to pass the test. And ever since coming out your womb, out mama's womb and going home, you've been passing and dealing with tests. Eye test, ear test, hearing test. Come on, somebody. Weight test. You know, physicals, for all of that. Come on, I'm tired of come, Anybody like me, when I go to the doctor for my physical, I mean, I go in the lightest stuff I can find. I just lie. I take, I take my shoes. He said, why are you taking your shoes off? Because I'm trying to see what I really weigh. <laughs> they ask me them questions. Trying to test me, test me, because they want to determine, in your height, are you, are you, are your, is your weight fitting, like in, in your height group, are you in a healthy range? And you have a driver's license test. We, we've got an ACT test. We've got a SAT test in, in life. I mean, an IQ test, a personality test. We've been taking tests throughout our life. And here's what the tests are doing. They're literally trying to aim. Where are we? Where are you and I? Your problem is not just a problem. It's a test. And every test Here's what I got you to get you to understand here. Every test has a question waiting to be answered. Might be an answer that's awaiting in your attitude as you deal with your problem. Are you passing the test? Are you positive or negative? Are you sour or sweet? Are you whining or shining? Maybe, maybe it's in your commitment area and now you're facing a problem, but you're, not, you're no longer committed. You're like, oh, I want to see my dream come to pass, but, but it's a test of your commitment and now you're not praying anymore. You're not reading your Bible anymore. You're not coming to prayer and fasting anymore. You're not pressing into God. I mean, your commitment has wavered because you're dealing with your problem, but it's simply a test. It's a conviction test. It's a conviction 
a values test. Now that you're dealing with your problems, will you still obey God's word? Will you still follow God's word? Do you still have the same convictions on the mountaintop when you're in the valley? It's a, it's, it's, it's a test. It's a test of your faith. Are you passing the test? Are, 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 you, are you ready to handle more? Your, your problems, they're asking you a question. Are you ready? And see, God does not move you on to third grade. And he doesn't hold you back because he's mad at you. He holds you back, he holds you back because he loves you. You have a dream that you want to become a reality, but it's the testing of your faith. That produces, are you allowing it to produce something good in your life? Because God knows if you can't pass the second grade, I just can't move you to third grade, it'll crush you. If you can't get it right in sixth grade, there's no way you're going to get it right in, in seventh grade. And, and your problem right now is asking you a question. What are you going to do with the pressure? What, what are you going to do with the conversation right now? The question is, can people count on you with what they've already given you to do? The question is, are you willing to make the tough and difficult change now? Oh, not when the dream happens. Are you willing to make the change now? But the question is, when your friends at school are not serving the Lord and they're making wrong choices, what do you do with that? It's it's, it's the question for your life right now. It's a, it's a testing to see if you're ready for what God has for your life next. When your spouse hurts you, when your family hurts you, when your friends hurt you, when your coworkers hurt you, what are you going to do? That's the question. When problems come your way, are you looking to the Lord? Are you just looking to yourself? How do you respond to the question? What do you do when somebody makes you mad? I'm not talking about a little mad. I'm talking about a lot of mad. I'm talking, I'm going to hurt you mad. I'm going to get even mad. I'm going to. You ever watched The Incredible Hulk? It, it, it's the question. How are you responding? And here, I have to do this, church. I'm far from perfect. So what I have to do all the time in life is say, Herbert, Herbert, Herbert Cooper, Herbert Cooper, this is a test. This is a test. This is the test. That problem you face, that's a test. How are you going to respond? Keep your cool. Honor God. Keep your integrity. Hold your tongue. Speak life. Pray. Keep your faith. Keep trusting God. It's a test. I don't want to keep standing in second grade. I don't want to take the class over again. It's a test. Come on, somebody shout, it's a test. Number three is this. Number three is this. We've got to have the right view on our problems. Number six is this. Problems are a place of promotion. A place of promotion. Self-promotion. This is critical for you to understand because we live in a world that's all about self-promotion. Self-promotion and human promotion can never replace divine promotion. And divine promotion comes from the Lord observing how you handle tests and problems. Your problem is a vehicle to get you from here to there. 
Because problems and testing always precede promotion. James 1 verse 2 says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Verse 4, and let, come on, everybody say let. That's key. That's, this is a choice that you and I have. And here's where a lot of people miss it, because we all face trials. But you have to let You've got to allow those problems to produce steadfastness. You've got to let it grow you, mature you, have its full effect, that you may be perfect or mature and complete, not lacking, lacking in nothing so that you're ready for the promotion that God has for you. Problems are a place of testing, and the testing precedes promotion. And when you and I respond in the right way to the test of life, God is able then to promote us. When we allow the growth, when we allow the maturity, when we allow the development that the Holy Spirit's trying to do in our life, it's at that moment when we can begin to see our dreams become a reality. Let me give you a biblical example. It's all throughout the Bible. I just chose one biblical character. In Genesis chapter 37, the Bible says that Joseph had a dream from God. And the scripture says that his brothers hated him all the more. They took Joseph and they sold Joseph into slavery. He ended up in Egypt in Potiphar's house. Every reason to be mad and to be angry and to be hostile. But the scriptures say that Joseph just had a sweet spirit. He honored leadership. He worked hard in Potiphar's house. Whatever he put his hands to do, he did it with all of his mind. And the Bible says that one day Potiphar's wife had a crush on Joseph, wanted to go to bed with him. And Joseph again was at another place of testing. And he said, I got to honor God. I'm going to honor the Lord and she falsely accused Joseph of rape and he was thrown into the prison and now again he's facing another testing in the prison but Joseph decided I'm going to honor God I'm going to honor leadership I'm going to give it my best I'm going to keep a sweet spirit I don't understand all of this Joseph, Joseph, Joseph your problem's not just a problem your problem's not just a problem he met the cupbearer interpreted his dream in the prison he said tell Pharaoh when you see him, I didn't do anything. I'm not guilty. Remember me. He forgot Joseph. Isolated. Abandoned. Test. He now gets called to Pharaoh. And he gets in front of Pharaoh. And it's another test. Joseph, we saw how you handled yourself and honored God in obscurity. In, in the valleys of life. But now... The king has called you up to talk to you. How will you respond? Will you forget your faith? Will you forget God now that you made it to the top? It's a test. And, and Joseph said in, in Genesis 41, I believe verse 16, the king said, Joseph, I heard that you can interpret my dream. And Joseph said to the king, I can't do it, but God can. I'm not forgetting God. Now that I'm before the king, I trusted God in the prison. And I'm going to trust him in front of the king. It's a test. And then the Bible says that Joseph looked back one day over his life. 
And as he looked back, he said one of the most powerful words and verses in the scripture. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, he said to his knucklehead brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Joseph looked back over his life. He looked back. It didn't make sense to him why he got sold into slavery. It didn't make sense in part of his house. It didn't make sense in the prison. He couldn't quite understand it. All he could do is honor God. All he could do is make the right choice. All he could do is God develop me. God, I want to be trustworthy. Oh God, let me keep my faith. Oh God, let me keep my trust. Oh, God, help me make the right decisions. Oh, God, help me have a good attitude. And he looked back. He looked back and said, oh, my goodness. God used all of that to get me where I'm at today. It was a proving ground. I was found trustworthy. And I went from the prison all the way to the palace, second in command. Because it was a test. It was a test. It was a test. And I passed the test. And I come here to tell somebody today, what you're facing, it's a test. It's a test. It's a test. You have to pass the test. Lord, start a revival in me that I can view my problems, not just as problems, but as opportunities, as tests, and the vehicle of promotion to get me from here to there. Come on, Ashley, sing this over us right now. Somebody lift a hand right now and call out to Jesus right now. You need revival. You need a fresh perspective on your problems. Come on, call out to God.